Whether you have a diagnosis or not, I don't care. Jump inside this podcast and I'm going to teach you how to read your own blood work so you can find the answers to your health concerns. Yes, those normal labs that your doctor keeps saying, oh, they look great. We'll see you again in six months. They really have answers in them if you know how to read it correctly. So come join me along this journey, leave a review and share with your friends. Let's dive in. What health coaching certification program do I recommend? I get this question asked all the time. Well, I've finally vetted them out and the one program that outshines all others is Functional Diagnostic Nutrition or FDN. There are three reasons why. One, it's very clinically based and teaches labs. I myself turned down a master's degree in functional medicine because it didn't teach labs. Two, you have lifetime access and it always gets updated. This is important because things change and you need to be in the know. Three, when you complete the training on your timeline, they have an incredible post-grad community. So they don't just kick you out on the streets and say, good luck. If you've been thinking about receiving your health coaching certification or are a practitioner looking to branch out and scale a virtual practice, now is the time. Make 2023 your year. Do this for you, your family, and those you're about to help. Go to fdntraining.com slash Dr. Kylie. Check the show notes for a $250 off code available for a limited time. I am happy to announce that I have partnered with Functional Diagnostic Nutrition because I love their program so much. They're now the podcast sponsor. All right, let's get into the podcast episode. Here we go. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, Dr. Kylie. Today's special guest is Sandy Wesson out of Oregon with Brainworks of Oregon. She comes from a very extensive background of nursing, but has gone into the holistic health world is helping patients in a brand new way. So Sandy, welcome on. Well, thank you, Dr. Kylie. I'm I'm excited to be here and share with your listeners um, my passion, which is helping people to feel better. It's why I became a nurse, but also why I moved out of clinical nursing into holistic healthcare, I don't know, eight years ago or so, Um, really wanting to do more not just treat from the, the Western medicine, allopathic, but really the holistic. And I love it. I love yeah. it. My- I do know that there are nurses listening to this right now. So <laughs> if they are, if you could speak to them for just a few minutes on not only what they're currently doing, but how to have the courage to pursue what they want to do. Oh, yeah. You know, when I moved from, I lived in Portland. Oregon for a number of years. That's where my clinical nursing career was. And when I moved to Bend, to Central Oregon, to the high desert, I thought I would continue doing some of what I had done. Years ago, I worked intensive care. I worked critical care. And then later in my career, I worked hospice and palliative care, which I loved also. Um, I'm grateful for my nursing experience. I learned so much and I got to do so much. But I also recognized some limitations to what I was doing. And so for the nice way to say it. <laughs> so for those in um, in nursing, in medicine, physicians, there's so much more 
the fact that now I can look for the, the root cause. I can try to treat what's going on, not treat, I don't treat. I, I help people become healthy so that their bodies, so their own immune systems can work better to help them improve their health, improve their lifestyle, um, their quality of life. But there, there are ways. There's programs out there so that you can continue doing what you're doing while you're learning and, and moving beyond. I, I just remember as COVID broke out and I went to the local hospital because they didn't have enough PPEs, the personal protection gear. And so I was donating masks and things I could buy online and gloves and things they didn't have. And I remember going up, you know, and it was a couple of critical care nurses that happened to be ER nurses that were receiving stuff. And, and I just said, here, you guys, you know, thank you for what you're doing. I have compassion. They're like, you're a nurse. Yeah. Do you want to come back? I said, no, no, no. But thank you for what you do. (laughs) I, I appreciate you being there in crisis situations, but I love what I'm doing. <laughs> so no, I would encourage people to grow, um, to go beyond and step into the holistic where we can help people at a whole different level. You know, it's not, I'm not treating, I'm helping people's immune systems. I'm helping their gut and helping their brains in a way that empowers them. And that's why people find me. That's why they come to me. They've usually been to so many doctors, um, particularly if they've had a head injury. And because I work with the gut, but I work with the brain. And by the way, don't let the sign, don't let the name of the company fool you. I'm in Oregon, but I work with people everywhere. So yeah, it's there's there's not a limitation to who we can work with these days. So anyway, but yes, it's... Um, from both directions when we're working, when I'm working with somebody, I'm working with the gut because the gut is our health. Um, Our gut, you know, affects the cellular health. It affects our immune health. It affects our mental health. It affects our brain health. It, It affects us in so many ways that it's really important to address the gut. Um, but I also love the fact that I can look at the blood work that they already have. And I can evaluate the blood work that they get from their doctors and identify that there's infections or viral issues going on or, you know, there's just so much we can see with that. And if there's leaky gut, but I also have them fill out questionnaires. So understanding their symptoms gives me so much information. Um, so a lot of people. So it's a much different process than you're going to go sit down in your doctor's office, fill out a half a sheet of paper that includes all your personal information on there too, and five minutes worth the doctor's visits. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, and you'll see the table behind me. If there are people that are local, and I and I do see them here in the office, then I actually palpate. That was part of my training: is I palpate the gut, I palpate the small intestine, the large intestine. I'm evaluating four levels of discomfort or using the pain scale of one to 10. But if there's inflammation, they feel it. And sometimes- Can you can you walk me through how to palpate my small and large intestine and what I'm looking for? Just 
Yeah. So, so it's, uh, <laughs> I'm going to, it's kind of hard. Cause I'm, I'm setting up too. It's so probably better laying down. It's, it's better laying down, but then it's a matter of, um, first I come up to, and this is part of the training through the nutritional therapy association. So, but part it's coming up to underneath the rib cage, you know, and then going down about an inch on each side. And then, you know, so one side is telling me the person's low in hydrochloric acid. The other side is telling me that they need pancreatic enzymes. And then I move down and, um, and have, I, I'll first start with the stomach area, um, but then I'll go to the small intestines. So stomach area, small intestines, and I'm palpating there. And if there's, sometimes I'll have someone on the table where I'm barely touching them and they're in tears. They're that inflamed in their gut, which means there's that much inflammation throughout their body. So, and then, but the, the, and I'll, I'll check the valves. So the ileocecal valve, because oftentimes that's where it can get clogged open or closed. But, um, you know, if there's parasites sometimes that are stuck in that ileocecal valve. So there's different ways of evaluating the gut. And yeah, we can go through a session another time where you and I can just, I can show you. Because um, it takes more time than we've got. <laughs> but yeah, there's helping people get in touch with their bodies. That's part of what I love doing. And, and when I have the opportunity to actually palpate, that's part of it is it's helping them understand just as, um, you know, looking at their symptoms with them. But when they feel that, and then I'm talking to them about, this is why we need to make some changes and we need to heal the gut. And this is what we need to do to heal the gut. There's going to be some supplements. There may need to be some dietary changes, but looking at that with them, when they feel that it's like, oh yeah. Okay. You know, it's part of that buy-in. You know, if a person doesn't feel well long enough, it's part of that buy-in of, okay, this is, it helps me understand why I need to do what I need to do. But sometimes making changes such as um, looking at the inflammatory foods they might be eating, um, asking them to give up gluten for a month while we're trying to evaluate if they haven't already done that, or dairy or sugar or soy. You know, some of the inflammatory foods, while we're trying to figure out what's going on and I'm trying to help them heal their gut, then, um, yeah, it's just, it's easier when we understand why we're doing what we're doing. At least for me, when people have, you know, years ago when I went to someone and they said, oh, you got to quit, quit eating gluten. It's like, but they didn't tell me why. I had no understanding. So I didn't necessarily do what I need to do at the time. Now I have. <laughs> so yeah, let's get back to the basics when okay. we start talking about this gut brain connection. So yeah, people often ask me how, what is that connection? You know, people mention the gut brain connection. So the gut and the brain are connected by the vagus nerve, the longest cranial nerve, the longest nerve in the body that starts at the brain and goes all the way down, connecting the heart, the lungs, you know, different areas, but it ends in the gut. And many people don't understand that the gut has its own nervous system, the enteric nervous system. There's, and I have to look at my notes to make sure I get the numbers somewhat correct, um, but there's 
like 100 million nerve cells in the human small intestine of the enteric nervous system. That's roughly equal to the number of nerve cells in the spinal cord. So some, you know, oftentimes you might hear the term, the gut is the second brain. That's why. So that's part of the communication. Um, some of the other important aspects to the gut and to that communication is microbiome. So the good bacteria that is in our gut are very, very important. And when we have, and so let me step back. Why is that important? Serotonin, known as the, the one of our happy neurotransmitters, is created in the gut and travels to the brain. When we're deficient, when we don't have enough good gut bacteria, because we've got to have our own good gut bacteria, bacteria for all of this to happen. So when we don't have enough good gut bacteria and we're deficient in serotonin, then sometimes there's more anxiety, depression, you know, just some of those other things, just like GABA and dopamine. We have to have good gut bacteria for that. So um, then the next piece. So, so that's part of that whole gut-brain connection. Um, another important aspect looking at the basics are where does our energy come from? How does our body have energy? And that is in each cell of the body, the mitochondria. Our, our energy through ATP is made in the mitochondria. Every cell of our body has about a thousand mitochondria per cell. The liver and the heart have about 5,000 mitochondria per cell. The brain, 10,000 mitochondria per cell. Let me just take you guys back. Go back to high school biology. You know, we're all getting our little foam balls and we're putting toothpicks in it and connecting the toothpicks with like the sticks that say mitochondria and Golgi apparatus and nucleus and all the components of a cell. We got taught wrong because we only put one mitochondria in each cell. Each cell. That's a lie. <laughs> Yeah. Those mitochondria are so powerful and so numerous within each cell. We should probably pay attention to them. Well, and they have more than one job. So, so imagine if there's something going on and we're not feeling well, that something that's affecting our mitochondria, where are we going to notice it first? In the brain, where there's 10,000 mitochondria per cell. Mm, makes sense. So brain fog, you know, just the some of that the issues that go on in the brain, it's we notice it there first. But so I lost my thought. Um, so mitochondria. So oh, and that's what I was going to say. So if back to the gut, if we're not digesting our food, if we're not breaking down our food and absorbing our food then we're not getting nutrition to the cells. We're not getting nutrition to the mitochondria. And the mitochondria needs oxygen. You know, so what are some of the things that can affect that? Things like it, some of us don't clear mold from our bodies very well. 
mold affects the mitochondria. We can't get the oxygen to the mitochondria. So some people have um, mold issues. I'm one of them. And I had a mold exposure yesterday. I was telling Dr. Kylie before we started, I said, oh my gosh, I've got mold brain today. And I don't have that very often anymore, you know, because I've done such so much work to clear that. Um, but it's real. Some people just have, or if there's infections, you know, that, that affect us and affect the mitochondria. But taking a step back, I really want to talk also about some of the other pieces to the gut health and how it affects the brain. So when we eat our foods, number one, chew, 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 <laughs> chew that food 30 times a bite should really be liquid by the time we swallow. Um, because do you actually do that? I, you know what? I, I'm the ninth of 10 children. So I grew up eating fat, devouring as much as you can and as fast as you can. When you barely get a break, I, I, I shoveled food for years. When I went back to school and learned this and I was trying to heal my own gut. So I did, I slowed down. And now I will sit, you know, it's harder if you're in a meal with a bunch of people in a restaurant and friends and you're talking and it's too easy to gulp. But when I'm eating alone now, I slow down and I chew my food at an annoyingly slow rate in order to digest it well. <laughs> so I, I so that's, a, the that's a simple step everybody can take right now to help out their digestion. Because I always get this question asked about the podcast. People talk about gut health, but what does that mean? Slow How do we down. get our guts healthy? Yeah. There's you go. Yeah. First step. And it getting to nothing. <laughs> yeah. First step to getting your gut healthy is actually chew your food. Yeah. And chew it a lot. Well, annoyingly chewing. Enzymes made in the mouth that break down carbohydrates that are only made in the mouth. The salivary glands. So if we swallow food before it's been chewed adequately, it gets to the stomach, it's not going to break down as well. And so then we try to break the food down further with the various enzymes and digestive juices. But there's so many things that can be wrong um, if we don't have enough of those enzymes. If we if we don't have enough hydrochloric acid in our gut, if you know, there's many 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 complex parts of digestion. So if the food gets there and now already it's starting behind the game because we haven't chewed it and now it's got big pieces that can't break down, then it can sit in our gut and ferment and putrefy. So then it sits there doing its putrefaction, causing gas, causing bubbling. So now this can back up into the esophagus, that's gastric reflux. So when you go to the doctor, what do they do? They give you something to decrease the acid in your stomach. That's not what we want. That's only going to create more issues. We need to address what's going on. And if it's inadequate hydrochloric acid, which isn't 100% always the case, but many times it is, then we need to make sure that they've got what they need to make enough hydrochloric acid. What affects that? Zinc deficiencies will affect your ability to make hydrochloric acid. I mean, so there's, again, there's many pieces to what we 
need for good digestion. But if we've got gastric reflux, that causes stress in the body, that causes issues. But the other piece of it is when the, the, the food, now a bolus or chyme as it's called, um, is now trying to move to the small intestine where it should be absorbed, where those nutrients need to be absorbed. And there's little finger-like villi, the food liquefied goes around those little villi and that's where the, the nutrients are absorbed. There's tiny, tiny little microscopic holes that that liquid should be going into. Well, if the food hasn't digested well, then they're big pieces. They're not totally liquefied. They can't get in there. So there's the big pieces that start pushing through the cell wall through what we call the tight junction in the intestine, the small intestine. And so when, that, when those proteins, large protein molecules start making holes in the cell wall and pushing through, now we've got leaky gut. And the, the intestinal wall is only about a cell thick. It's not very thick, so it doesn't take much to push them right through. Um, so that's one of the, another of the things that we really need to pay attention to. We need to heal the gut. We need to heal leaky gut because now those proteins, those large proteins and toxins that get through the cell wall go into the bloodstream. And in the bloodstream, they can create all kinds of havoc because our immune system is on guard saying, oh, there's something here that shouldn't be here. So our bloodstream, our our own immune system in the bloodstream starts attacking these large proteins, these foreign invaders. And over time, our immune system can get confused because that is seen as part of our body. So the immune system can now start attacking our own body. That's autoimmune. So again, health begins in the gut. Our health, our gut health is so critical and so many people are struggling with digestion. So it's something that we need to start with. I have people come in anywhere from just constant diarrhea to chronic constipation and gas and bloating and, you know, stomach cramps. Um, it can all be addressed. So... I love that. I think I'm going to title this episode, Simple Ways to Heal Your Gut Now. <laughs> so we talked about chewing up our food. That is like the most simple way ever. Right off the top of your head, could you give us another one? Gosh, again, for me, it was, I didn't know that I had a sensitivity towards gluten. And so once I quit eating gluten, and this happens so often, people will come off gluten for a period of time while they're healing their gut. And then they don't, you don't know what you don't know because you just feel crappy all the time. So when people start healing their gut, they're taking a few supplements to help that, but they're cleaning up their diet and then they go out with their friends and eat gluten. Or in some cases it might be dairy. So they eat cheese, but suddenly they've got terrible stomach pains again. You know, so it's, they come back and they go, oh my gosh, Sandy, it's the gluten. It's like, really? <laughs> it's gluten for you? <laughs> you know, so it's, um, I love helping people wake up, you know, just wake up to your own bodies and become sensitive to what's going on. And so I'd say paying attention for some people, the other way to help their heal their gut, 
food journaling for a while. So journal your food, what you're eating, and how you feel. That's another one. Another simple thing is you can, it's called the Cocoa Pulse Test. We were taught in nutrition in the, through the Nutritional Therapy Association. Check your pulse for one minute. So I've got a second hand, being a nurse, a good nurse, got to have a second hand. So check your pulse for a full minute. And then if there's foods that you're concerned about, then put some in your mouth, chew it up a little bit. Don't swallow it. Let it sit in your mouth for about 20 seconds. That way it allows the signal nervous system to check into action. Check your pulse again for a full minute. If it's increased by six seconds, you have a sensitivity to that food. So that's brilliant. And I've never heard of that before. Even, even if it's just like, so it's not a full, um, I said six seconds. I meant six beats. If you're, if your pulse increases by six beats after that minute of counting. That's, that's, I knew what you meant. I yeah. didn't even catch Sorry. it. I knew what you meant. Spewing here. Whole <laughs> brain. So anyway, so yeah. So in, so if the, if your count, if your pulse increases by six in that minute, then you have a sensitivity to that food. So I consider even if it increases by five, it's something I need to be paying attention to. It's harder. You can, it's not as easy to use that if you're doing if you're eating complex foods. But yeah. if you're eating pinpoint. If you're wondering exactly. about eggs. You might test um, the egg yolk versus the egg white and do them separately. But you can do it with with foods. I tested with chocolate and I really didn't want to have to do that. <laughs> Why did you even test with chocolate? That's terrible. You don't want to know the answer to that question. Oh, no. <laughs> so, but I will have, you know, sometimes clients will, I teach them to do that. Or sometimes they'll come in with foods, just like we will muscle test for supplements. We can muscle test foods for, for people. So... So we've got to talk about a couple of different simple ways to heal your gut. I want to add one more simple way, and that's just to drink more water. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And to make it clean water at that. Yeah. So many people are, are dehydrated. And by the time we... I mean, I'm guilty as... Yeah, you talk about that. I'm charged as guilty, right? It's 3.30 in the afternoon, and I've drank six ounces i think out of this kylie <laughs> i'm working on it okay i'll drink some more right now it's hard it is hard for people when they're busy i remember when i worked as a hospice nurse and i'm in a car from place to place you can't you're not supposed to use the bathroom in someone's home and so you gotta constantly stop and yet you want to be hydrated so yeah it, it can be challenging for for many people but it is critical um and when we're dehydrated, we'll feel it in the brain. You know, again, we go back to the cells and the mitochondria. And in order for the cells to work well, um, we need to have the proper nutrients. I want to mention quickly one more thing about gluten, about, you know, the wheat. Um, it's hard for many people to think about holding and not eating that for a period of time. Um, or in many cases for people, they can't ever eat it. Like if they're celiac or have a really severe sensitivity. Um, 
And it's really important, even if we don't have sensitivities, to think about the wheat and how it's treated because they, you know, when they're planting the seed, now they use the modified seed and so the GMO, and so it requires um, glyphosate. You know, the, the, the product they put in it has glyphosate, as well as when they harvest. In many cases, they spray with glyphosate because it helps it dry faster. Glyphosate creates leaky gut. Glyphosate causes so many issues in our bodies. Um, and when we think about what's it intended to do, it's intended to kill bacteria. And then we've got it in our bodies. What's it doing to our good bacteria? You know, again, why do we have issues with our digestion? It's not always just that we're not chewing. Sometimes it's our internal, well, very often it's our internal terrain. I don't think one person chews enough, um, except for you. <laughs> Because you know it, what to do. Like, you're willing to sit there. I don't know if I'd be willing to sit there for 30 chews every bite. That's a lot. And I'm probably, I don't know that I've I probably got my kids destroying things while I'm at it. <laughs> I don't know that I always get in 30, but it is liquid before I chew. So it's probably close to 30. That's impressive. So that's like the easiest thing we could all work out better on. Whatever you're doing right now, just double it. <laughs> so, and the other thing to remember is, again, if we have inflammation in our gut, if we're not digesting food well and we got inflammation in our gut, we've got inflammation in our body. You know, many times the when we've got the joint pain and other issues, it can be assisted at least just by working on our digestion and healing our gut. Um, and if there's inflammation in the gut, there's inflammation in the brain. So it is something to take seriously, to consider. And, you know, I don't, I don't bring this up to scare people, but when we've got that constant reflux, gastric reflux, um, it can damage tissue in the esophagus and then become what's called Barrett's esophagus. And Barrett's esophagus can lead into cancer, esophageal cancer. So again, another reason to make sure we're addressing that and healing that. Well, I love that we talked about what the gut-brain connection is with that vagus nerve, the impact mitochondria have, and how we should all be paying more attention to them. If we talk about gut, we should talk about mitochondria. They should go in the same sentence because they're just as important. And then three, we always talk about the gut, but never do we actually give tips and tricks on how to heal the gut, which we just did. So jump on it guys you got work to do start healing your gut sandy where can they find you um brainworks of oregon you can find me on facebook and instagram on facebook we're just creating a new facebook page so it's brainworks of oregon llc um as opposed to our old one we haven't shut the old one down yet but for reasons yeah we have to just switch and create a new one yep <laughs> yep <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. We will catch you on part two coming up soon. All right. Thanks, everyone. The health coaching certification program that I recommend is Functional Diagnostic Nutrition, or FDN. You can get started anytime. So grab the $250 off code from the show notes and go to fdntraining.com slash Dr. Kylie and get started. Don't wait any longer. Make 2023 your year. Do this for you, your family, and for those you're about to help fdntraining.com slash Dr. Kiley. 
Ready to have all of your blood work compiled in one location where you can easily read it all together? Well, go grab my book, Why Are My Labs Normal? on Amazon. Grab it, learn how to read your own labs, and take the power back in your hands because your normal blood work is loaded with answers. You just got to have the right person reading it, and the right person can be you. Go grab it on Amazon, Why Are My Labs Normal? by Dr. Kylie Burton. Leave a review, and we'll see you on the next episode.